the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Pam, are you getting your picture out in the hallway with Eric Metaxas and uh, Brandon Tatum and Dennis Prager and everybody? I I, I don't think I so. I think you but should. But I did point out where they should put your picture. Yeah, well, there is no such picture, oh. to my knowledge, at the moment. So I, I'm told mine had the wrong background on it. So oh, we'll see. We'll no. see if we get the background we problem fixed. We can't have fixed. that. Yeah. We got bigger fish to fry, the Biden administration. Uh, they like to lie. They like to uh, tell you that everything is really awesome, like inflation is out there, prices are climbing, groceries are up, nobody can afford anything. Uh, Basically, if you have a household income of $70,000, your household income this year is effectively $65,000. The increase in gas prices, the increase in costs. You took a $5,000 pay cut. You took a $5,000 pay cut so we could have, you know, green energy. And so we could have a porous southern border. And so we could have uh, our public schools turn into woke town USA. You, thank you very much, the Biden administration would like to thank you very much for giving $5,000 out of your pocket to make all this democratic utopia possible. Jared Bernstein, head of the White House Council of Economic Advisors. His feet were held to the fire on gas prices. He'd have none of it. He said, no, 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 gas prices. You're paying $1.10 less than you did a year ago. when prices were at an all-time high, but, you know, let's not mention that because it, you know, ingrains the idea that we're responsible, which we are, but we don't want to take the blame for anything. Uh, also, Jared Bernstein said, yeah, but uh, prescription drug prices, prescription drug prices, they're coming down. He did not tell you, and I just did from a CNBC story, that those prescription drug price reductions apply only to Medicare Part B and Part D recipients, which is definitely not all seniors. And they don't start, I said start, taking effect until 2026. Hang in there, Grandma. Just keep paying. Only four more years. I take four prescriptions. Aren't you a grandmother? No. You're not a grandmother? I'm not. There are people who are much younger than you who are grandmothers. Yeah, I know. That's right. Some of my friends are grandmothers. My parents were on this list. They they would have loved a (laughs) prescription drug price reduction. But they couldn't have hung on for it until 2026 or 2027 or 2028 or 2029, which you know what that is. They put it in the bill. Oh, prescription drug prices. So they can say, see, see, we cut prescription drug prices. And then they're going to get thrown out on their ear in 2024. And whoever comes in is going to get rid of that. So it won't apply. It's the uh, deceitful practice of ongoing future promises. That is government, in a nutshell. They make a bunch of future commitments that will never materialize because they'll all be out of office by then because they all do such a rotten job and we have uh, this bothersome 
practice in America of believing the lies of the party that's not in power, that everything will change when they get in power. And they finally did under Trump. But, you know, orange man bad. We got to get rid of him. (laughs) So Biden gets in and I I can only hope he'll get thrown out on his ear in 2024. But if it's Trump against him, maybe not. So anyway, Jared Bernstein, he's lied about drug prices. He's lied about gas. He's lied with, you know, half-truths. And a half-truth is a lie. And so thus concludes the conversation between Jared Bernstein and he's talking with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. But he's really talking to you and he's really saying, yeah, I know your life stinks, but really, things are awesome. You just don't understand how to grade awesome in your life. Are policymakers doing what they need to do to respond to precisely the pressures you made? Yes on energy, yes on medical costs. Again, look (laughs) at the Inflation Reduction Act. $35 a month for insulin. That's way below uh, what seniors are paying now. Capping prescription drug out of pocket at $2,000. You've got people paying eight and $9,000. Huge savings there. Again, ask the question, not is inflation too high? The answer to that is unequivocally yes. Are policymakers doing everything they can in this White House to help bring them down? And I think you'd have to find that the answer is yes. Oh, I think you'd have to find that the answer is yes, except we're not drilling for domestic energy, which triggers prices on everything. I just want to point out the people who take insulin, mm-hmm. that's used to be called juvenile diabetes. Mm-hmm. My daughter has it. We don't know where it came from. It's not in the family, blah, 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 blah. People who take insulin are not all seniors. They are any age group. She was diagnosed at six and a half years old. It's usually in in the younger years when you're diagnosed. And insulin prices should affect all of the patients, not just seniors, but I know this is what we're talking about here. Was your daughter, here's here's a little clue for you, Pam. Was Mm -hmm. your daughter able to vote at age six and a half? No, of course not. (laughs) So why would they do anything for her? I know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It is not just our federal administration that is tone deaf. It is our local city council and mayor. I began the show today by telling you about the 13-year-old boy who was murdered in Columbus, Yesterday evening, at the same hour, the parents and friends of a 15-year-old girl murdered Monday were holding a vigil for her at Franklin Park. Franklin Park is one of a, what, half dozen, eight city parks where young people have been murdered this year. This year. And so, what else did city council do yesterday? City Council's Public Safety Committee hosted a hearing Wednesday to review the success of the 2022 Reimagining Safety Summer Grant Program. Now, I'm just saying, if I'm on City Council or attached to this endeavor, I would gather my people in a room and I would say, hey, we had this grant program and we gave a bunch of money to a bunch of community organizations and... You know, we we certainly believe they did good things with it. But maybe the week that a 15-year-old girl gets shot and killed and murdered at a Columbus Park would not be the appropriate time for us to be taking a victory lap about what we've done to reimagine summer safety. Because people kind of still think of this as summer or fall, but it's still it's just going to look bad and 
We don't want to be insensitive to the family of lovely Kendricks. We don't want to be insensitive to hold this victory lap at a time when they're literally and figuratively mourning her death. This is not the time for this. Or if we're going to do it, let's do it in quiet. Let's bring it in. We don't have to celebrate this. Like, let's find a better time. But no, but no. Like with the White House touting their prescription drug reduction and touting the fact that, well, yeah, sure, you're paying four bucks a gallon for gas, but that's, you know, a dollar ten less than you were paying when it was at a record price. Never, ever let the chance to brag on yourself go to waste when you are in government. So they went ahead with it. They went ahead with it. And one of the things that they are touting is the uh, police safety cameras that they have at city parks. Uh, Here's a portion of the Channel 10 report on that, because it would really be useful if they had cameras in place at city parks where lovely Kendricks was shot and killed, but they unfortunately do not. I don't think there will be a recession. Oh, that's Joe Biden. I don't want to hear any more of Joe Biden, at least not in this segment. Uh, We will find that 10 TV audio for you. I know I have it. I think this might be it. Take a look at this map. Just this year, 10TV has covered violence at at least seven public places, including Nafsker Park, Westgate Park, Saunders Park, and at Wineland Park. On Monday, Franklin Park was added to that list. We're, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that this community feels safe. Councilmember Emmanuel Remy is the chair of the Public Safety Committee. In June, Columbus City Council approved funding for 25 cameras throughout city parks. This is Franklin Park, where lovely Kendricks was shot and killed on Monday. It was not included in the city's efforts to add more cameras and lights. The city says it wasn't seen as a problem. There's, you know, dispersed around town based on data. So it, they looked at where the parks, there were significant issues with crime, and that's where they placed the cameras. The cameras are mobile, and Councilmember Remy says they have been moved throughout the summer. He says the city is working towards a master plan for permanently installed cameras in parks. We'll work closely with the division of police, our chief of police and assistant chief Potts, to determine what the next next steps are. Now that's interesting. They're going to work with assistant chief Potts because she's the one who on Monday said that our parks were overwhelmingly safe. So why do they have to play whack-a-mole moving the cameras from one park to the next? Chasing the next city park where a murder will take place. We have told you about the activist judge in Hamilton County, common police court judge. Uh, There are 88 counties in Ohio. Every one of them has a common police court judge. Some of them have more than one. Uh, There is no way that a common police court judge in Cincinnati should be able to dictate that state law which is enacted by the General Assembly, signed by the governor, approved by the people of the state of Ohio, um, through their representatives being elected and acting upon their behalf. There is no way a judge should have the authority to uh, usurp all that normal procedure that goes into making law. But he's doing it. And now Attorney General Dave Yost is uh, starting the process or has started the process to do something about it. The state of Ohio has filed in a notice of appeal to overrule this nut job, Christian Jenkins. Uh, we have, uh, who knows, how many babies that will be murdered in the womb would have been protected by Ohio's heartbeat bill, uh, but now are in danger of being uh, aborted through 20 weeks 
of gestation. 20 weeks, that's awful. And so I wish uh, Attorney General Yost well with that. We talked yesterday about the Title IX resolution, State Board of Education, Brendan Shea's resolution. Brendan was on the show on Monday. It is a common sense resolution. Basically what it says is we prize truth in education, and the truth is boys and girls are born with immutable physical characteristics. You're a boy, you're a girl. You cannot be the other if you are born how you are born. And that, therefore, we need to protect opportunities for girls that have been ingrained in our schools for 50 years by Title IX to expand Title IX protections. Title IX means you have to offer equal opportunities for girls as boys. That's a generalized explanation of it, but it's pretty fair. It's why we have had, over the last five decades, a proliferation of girls' sports, girls' opportunities, scholarships, on and on and on. Uh, If you're going to extend those protections, the resolution said, to gender, in other words, you can can say you're a girl, and even if you're a boy, uh, you can play a girl's sport. You can dress in a girl's locker room. You can use a girl's bathroom. You can use a girl's shower while other girls are in there. If you're going to extend that protection to transgender girls, which is a use of language by the left that they always do, they always call something what it is not, Inflation Reduction Act, gender-affirming care, get it, see, catch on to the game. If you're going to extend those protections to biological boys who claim they're girls, well, then what you're doing is you're taking opportunities away from real girls. And that's all the resolution said. We're in education. In education, truth matters. So we in the state of Ohio want our Attorney General Dave Yost to push back against the Biden administration trying to extend these protections. So the State Board of Education has 19 members. And as a body, but certainly not Brendan Shea and the people that voted with him, as a body, they wimped out yesterday. They wimped out and they referred it to their executive committee. They passed. They didn't want to own it because you had a bunch of activists, I'm trying to be kind, had a bunch of activists outside screaming, yelling, you're so cruel to transgender kids, you're trying to harm them. Let me just say, this is an outright lie. The people who are truly compassionate to the kids who are struggling with gender dysphoria, are the people who tell them the truth. The people who tell them the truth. When you are a minor, when your brain is not fully developed, you are not capable of making a life-altering decision when it comes to drugs you want to take to permanently alter your DNA. Or worse, if you can find a surgeon who will do it, and in Ohio there is a large, alarming number of surgeons who will cut off the healthy breasts of a teenage girl or chemically castrate a teenage boy, those are decisions you should not make until you are past the age of 18. I would argue until you're past the age of 25, because that is when science says your brain is fully developed, including the reason part of your brain. And there are numerous instances where kids who go down that path regret it, And realize, 
I ruined my life. I can't become a parent. I can't experience what a normal, healthy boy or girl, male or female can experience in life because I made this rash decision that in many cases I was led into and encouraged to make by adults in my life who allowed their political ideology or whatever jollies they got out of seeing me do this, they used me to affirm their own delusion or their own ideological agenda. The compassion in that case is not the activists like Equality Ohio or GLAD or Kaleidoscope Youth Center. They are the traffickers. They are the criminals. They are the evil people who would consign these young people to a life of misery. So you have to be courageous enough to exercise the compassion through the hatred directed at you and do everything you can to come to these young people's rescue. And that's what Brendan Shea was trying to do with his resolution. I have a question. And if we don't know the answer at this point, then maybe we can do some research on it. Um, The reference that he's making is regarding Title IX and Mm -hmm. allowing transgender boys who are girls Transgen- sure. Yeah, transgender boy is a, is a girl. Yeah, I want to say it right. Uh, to play on girls' teams. Correct. And all of that goes with that. You now play my, on the team that matches your biological sex. But my question is, what are they doing, This these groups, what are they doing? You, you just referenced the surgery for a girl that mm-hmm. wants to be a boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where does that person play sports? A they want to play a girl that's become a boy would play on the boys team. However, if they had their way, yes, they're not going to be able to keep up, for instance, in no. track. No. Or there are, cross country. I, let me just put it this way. I know of no instances where a transgender boy mm-hmm. wants to play boys sports, because, as you said, Pam, the wider shoulders, narrower waist, longer legs, bigger hands, bigger feet, the general advantage that a biological boy has over a biological girl in sports is evident to anyone who wants to recognize common sense. So this is all tilted one direction when it comes to sports. Okay. Now, there will be someone who will come to me and go, well, I know of a transgender girl who wants to be on the boys' bowling team. Okay, have at it. Well, and I know go there are it. a couple of girl kickers yeah. that are playing on high school football teams. Yeah. Yes. By and large, the uh, balance of power in sports will not be impacted by a girl playing on a boys' team because girls are not generally bigger, stronger, faster. But boys are far and away bigger, stronger, faster, and that's why they dominate, dominate when they go and play a girl sport. But it's more about the psychological damage of having them in the same spaces. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.